Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Addicts, welcome back. It's FFA underscore Los here with you. Uh, we're 10 weeks into the NFL season, week 11 preview coming at you. Hope you're winning your matchups. If you're not, never, never better time to play spoiler against your friends. You know, keep playing hard, keep working the waiver wire, keep, uh, you know, keep setting your best lineups at the very least. Yeah. Uh, you know, asking someone to do the bare minimum should be at, at the very least expected. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, you never want to be that guy where just cause you're out of the playoffs, uh, you know, you just stop, you drop your whole team out of bitterness. Don't be that guy. And yeah, I, I mean, a lot of teams right now are close to 500 in this crazy season that we've had. Uh, if yep. you are not mathematically eliminated, keep fighting, set those lineups, make those waiver wire moves. And tonight, We'll be talking about some potential trade candidates as well with a lot of trade deadlines coming up uh, in the next few weeks in most redraft leagues. Of course, uh, next week is Thanksgiving, so hopefully uh, you guys are getting ready, uh, getting your bellies ready for that. But in the meantime, hopefully your fantasy teams have been eating all season, uh, especially if you've been listening. So I hope you like that. And, uh, we are recording on normal Thank time uh, on Thursday night this week as the Tennessee Green Bay game is happening right now. It's 7 nothing in the first quarter. Titans are up. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Traylon Burks already had a big catch early on. We'll see if he gets more involved uh, over the second half of the season now that he seems to be a lot healthier. And, really, uh, it's nobody else other than Henry except for Dontrell Hilliard, who continues to score touchdowns here and there. And he should be a priority handcuff who should be rostered, especially if you have Henry heading into the fantasy playoff stretch. Agreed with their Derek Henry. Of course, last year, we all recall had that issue with his foot late into the season. We certainly don't want to see that twice, but it does look like he has a solid backup in Hilliard, a solid handcuff backup in Hilliard this year, unlike other years. Yeah, and on the other side, too, uh, we'll see if the rookie wide receiver for the Packers can keep up his hot streak. Of course, Christian Watson is the one I'm talking about. Yep. Played 85% of the snaps in that upset win over Dallas last week. Led the team with eight targets, a 42% target share, You know, 107 yards and three touchdowns. Just absolutely insane. And uh, we'll see if he can keep this up. Randall Cobb is back from IR. We'll see how Lazard does. And uh, really, it's going to be interesting because a lot of these rookie wide receivers generally come on in the second half of the season. So impatient fantasy GMs who have dropped them uh, may be regretting the, their decisions right now. That's for sure. Um, Alan Lazard, I think, is going to maintain the a good, de a decent bulk of the like PPR targets stuff like that. But Christian Watson is definitely the uh, the play if you need upside. Yeah, if you have the roster space, obviously he should be rostered. Was added oh, yeah. off waivers in most leagues, I would say, uh, over the last couple of days. But certainly, you know, still going to be inconsistent. I don't know that he's going to all of a sudden be this top five wide receiver. No. Like, some of the people seem to be overhyping, you know, every uh, single not this offense. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah. And, and right now, you know, Aaron Jones still seems to be the clear lead back for the Packers. And outside of that, we'll see. Tunyon has a decent matchup tonight. He could flash a little bit, but all in all, uh, we know that Mike Vrabel always plays teams tough. We saw them nearly take down the chiefs before Mahomes made some magic happen in the second half a couple weeks ago. So 
overall, uh, this one could go either way. I'm going to lean the Titans on the road. I'm leaning Green Bay at home. I think uh, the Titans are a team that sort of live in that flux spot. And Green Bay did figure a couple things out last week. Um, I guess I'm giving you a seven-point lead heading into the night, but uh, I've got my fingers crossed. Well, I don't know how much that that means. I I believe we both took uh, Tampa Bay a few weeks back when they were up in the first quarter over Baltimore. Um, So, you know, either way, I was going to take Tennessee prior to – tonight's game yeah i I trust you but yeah i mean obviously when we start recording uh in the first quarter we we certainly do know a little bit of how the game is going at the very least yeah when teams uh, getting blown out you just switch your pick over right (laughs) (laughs) down 20 already (laughs) you're still up one on me in the picks yes sir i do have a little bit of catching up to do of course i'm giving you that chance yeah i was gonna say both of us missed uh that eagles upset on yeah. Monday night, but uh, we will see if I can cover some ground here. And yep. let's move on to the Sunday games. Uh, nothing crazy, no Europe games this weekend. Staying in America. Do we have a Mexico <laughs> game this year? Or, or we do. do they? On, oh, we do. Uh, Monday okay. night, the Niners at the Cardinals, but really no, this... at, at Mexico. This week? Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Yep. Wow. I am Lostradamus over here. How about it? Yeah, spoiler alert, so we, in case you didn't know, uh, we will get to that game soon enough, but we're going to start with the Sunday noon central, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern slate, the Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, the big injury news here is Kyle yeah. Herbert with a hip injury. He was placed on IR, going to miss at least four weeks, and this could mean that David Montgomery might revert to that near workhorse role against the Falcons defense that ranks 25th against the run. Yeah, he's certainly run better as of late. Herbert was stepping on his toes, getting his way a little bit. So we should see him have, at the very least, I think 60-65% of the carries. I do think that the backup gets worked in a little a little bit here. But I don't think it matters. I think David Montgomery is a very solid top 10 play against this Atlanta defense. So uh, run him out there. Yeah, and I do think that Montgomery could be worth uh, you know looking into as a trade target if your league mate uh, is pretty good at running back, you know, if you have the wide receiver depth and you need that help at the running back position, um, let's do a quick, would you rather Los, sure. uh, about the running backs rest of season here. Okay. We'll see uh, where David Montgomery slots in for you. So okay. I would think he's behind, you know, Barkley, Eichler, McCaffrey, Henry, Alvin Kamara, who's had a couple down games now with Andy Dalton seemingly not checking it down quite as much. Yeah, I don't see any. I mean, I guess I can see no way. I, I didn't see a way Andy Dalton would still be the quarterback, but I do expect him to that to turn into Jameis Winston at some point. I'm not sure if that means trouble for Kamara or not. Um, looking forward at the schedules, that's sort of the problem here for Chicago. Late in the season, they have Philadelphia, Buffalo, and then finish out with Detroit and Minnesota, which certainly don't scare you. Um, I think I lean Chicago, or I lean, um, I think I do lean Montgomery there just because, her, well, how long is, her, is Herbert out? Do we, do we have a note of finality on that? Uh, he could be back week 15. That's when he would be eligible. Um, yeah. I, th- or I, I have to double check. I think it might be week yeah. 16 because I think they have to miss four games. Four games, yeah. Four weeks, right? Yes. So that's close. I think I stick with Kamara there. 
I might go with Montgomery because yeah. it sounds like it could be season ending, even though they're hopeful that he could be back. Yeah. Um, and it might be worth rolling the dice on just because that Detroit in week 17, the fantasy <laughs> playoff. That could be a, that. Exactly. I might, I might go with Montgomery because we did see okay. that he was a near workhorse early in the year before they made it more of a committee between him and Herbert. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's keep going. Uh, sure. I, I think we both prefer Mixon. Mixon, excuse me. Yes. Yep. Mixon, Cook, Taylor. Yep. Um, what about Ramondre yep. Stevenson for you? You know, you know, I never trust uh, Patriots running backs for too long, so it's Montgomery. Yeah, that one's tough for me. Um, I could go either way on that one. What about Aaron Jones who's playing tonight? Gosh. Can I watch this game tonight first? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's Montgomery. AJ Dillon isn't going to go away. Not that he's going to make too many things happen. I like Aaron Jones, but the problem with him is, is that he either gives you a top five week or he's a running back four. Um, and it, you can just lose your weeks just starting him. You can, you can get knocked out of the playoffs real quick because you're leaning on Aaron Jones. So I guess it's Monty. All right. What about James Conner? No, that's Montgomery. Connor certainly has been getting the bulk of the work. You could call him the uh, the workhorse over there in Arizona, but I don't trust that offense enough. That one's tough for me. I think yeah. this one depends on your roster and whether you're swinging for the fences because Connor, I think he played like 96% of the mm-hmm. snaps and then oh, they yeah. cut Eno Benjamin, which is really interesting to me. Um, no one's really sure why exactly they decided to cut Benjamin after he played fairly well in relief of Connor. Yeah. Uh, and then Connor does get Atlanta week 17 too. So if we're expecting him to maintain mm-hmm. that workload role, work horse role, excuse me. Um, he had three weeks off with the rib injury, which, you know, actually keeps him healthy for the second half of the year. And they have their buy in week 13. I might roll the dice on Connor staying healthy, even though I faded him in the preseason. I think what we've learned here, because I, I think we sort of didn't get to any sort of consensus, but I think we learned that we like Montgomery, Connor, and um, and who was the third one as trade targets, if if available. I'm sorry. I think we, we came Connor to the, and who? Um, who did? Who was the third one? Or was Man. there? Was it? Was it just the two? Well, we talked about a lot of running backs. Yeah, I know. I just had a brain fart. I saw, I'm sorry. <laughs> Montgomery Camara, you mean? And, uh, no, it Connor? wasn't Camara. No, maybe it was just Montgomery and Connor. I was thinking. Okay. Um, but I, I think I prefer Montgomery over Pierce, rest of season, over Singletary, Sanders. Would you disagree with any of those? You know, Benjamin coming in to take the pass game work from Pierce. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. They were already giving a lot to Rex Burkhead. Um, we'll see about that one. Pierce did have some weeks where he was used a lot and ran a lot of routes, but sure. it seems to it seems to be fluctuating week to week, so it's hard to trust at least. Yep. Um, uh, okay. I, yeah, you started that one with a good line. That was uh, that was tough. Yeah, let's all right, let's move on to the rest of Chicago. On the flip side, I would be looking to sell Cole Komet, sell high on him if anyone's desperate for tight end help sure. and thinks that he's going to be, you know, a clear tight end one rest of season. Five touchdowns on just 11 catches. Nearly 50% of his catches have resulted in touchdowns over the last three games. And let's not forget that they've played Miami and Detroit 
two very mm-hmm. rough looking passing defenses. So I would be looking to sell on Komet. Um, although if he's healthy this week, he does have a hip injury, but if he plays against the Falcons, they are top 10 fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. So if you can't sell high on him, still worth a start, especially with the dreadful state of the tight end position as a whole with all these injuries now. And that's not a knock on commit. That's, that is something you would do with any tier three tight end after two games like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the touchdowns was like a wide open, just 20 yard yeah. throw. And then, you know, just all green. Like you did, did, didn't even see a defender on the yeah. screen for the rest yeah. of the way. Uh, yeah. But certainly I, I do think, as I said before, that fields with the rushing upside is for real. He is not a sell high for me. Um, yeah. If you need a quarter, you know, unless you already have like Lamar Mahomes, you know, one of those guys, right. Um, He's a top five my, quarterback for the rest of the season. Hang on to him. Why give him away? Yeah. I mean, even to block other potential playoff teams, but certainly yeah. if you need help at running back or wide receiver and can, a good, can get a good deal for him uh, and you do have another top quarterback, I, I would definitely consider that. But I, I just mean he's for real in terms of the rushing and he's, production. Yep. And he's producing dis- whether it's a bad defense or a good defense, he's putting up numbers. So, so don't be afraid of Philadelphia Buffalo in 15, 16. I think he's going to be a top five quarterback from here on out. Yeah, I mean, the start of that hot streak was New England, who had been right. pretty good um, yep. you know, up until then. So, all right, I think that's enough about the Chicago side. Uh, let's move on to Atlanta side. Uh, a lot less to talk about here. Yeah, right. Patterson, uh, RB2, Algier, yeah. I think he's a touchdown dependent flex. Again, yep. these are two really poor defenses going at it. Um, I believe there's 49 uh, points total projected yep. in this game. Top second of the week. Highest, yeah, second highest of the week. So certainly could see a lot of oh, fantasy. Second violence. highest? Who's higher? I thought they were the highest. Uh, I think Chiefs Chargers has. Oh, okay. Been. Well, that would make sense too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, even London, you know, still very much iffy, but at least worth a flex because we did see some of that upside yeah. uh, last Thursday night. And then Pitts, again, Pitts hasn't been great, but. Now with Ertz and Chicago injured, I guess Pitts is still, you know, top 10 with some upside this week. He is against Chicago. This is a tough one. This might be the toughest one because I want to go with the hype and the fields and I'm excited about fields and I I hope he can be, you know, eventually a Lamar Jackson-esque quarterback. But I do think that the Falcons match up well because they just ground and pound, especially at home. Um, we've seen that the Bears' run defense is really struggling, especially after trading away Roquan Smith. And I think Arthur Smith just grinds this one out to like a 23-20 type of game um, or even like a higher scoring one. But I think Atlanta wins by like a field goal at home. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Matt Eberflus has a great game plan here. Is He's getting Bears fans excited for the future. Not exactly going out of his way to protect Justin Fields, but he is uh, he is staying healthy so far. Um, and then losing close games, which is exactly what we want. What we want to see as Bears fans right now. So uh, go Atlanta. And yeah, hopefully uh, they'll drop another close one and yeah, get it closer to a reunion with Jackson Smith and Jigba next year. Ooh, Ooh. We'll, we'll see about that. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills, but really at Detroit because the game yeah. has moved due to just immense weather conditions. And you know, it's got to be pretty bad if Buffalo is moving a game and, and they love <laughs> the snow and the cold. But yeah, I think something like 40 inches of snow is expected, something like yeah. that. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, although yep. I, I will say that would have been that would have been an insanely fun game to watch on TV. Um, but would there know, have been fans in the stands driving through that sort of weather? Probably not. I don't even know if the team buses would have made it. But I'm just saying yeah. I love watching snow games. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will. I will happily switch away from red zone and watch the entire snow game, or at least go back and watch the entire snow game. Cause I think they're just so fun. Uh, all that being said, David Joku has a shot to come back. He's been practicing this week. So monitor that um, down the people's Jones. We talked about him a little bit last week, uh, 27% target share, you know, partially due to Njoku being out the last couple games. But again, you know, he's a trade target. I think, with a lot of upside, especially once Deshaun Watson is back in a couple weeks. He's been great uh, so far. Uh, maybe not great, but he's been very, very good. He's been a lot greater than anybody expected DPJ to be heading into the season on the other side of the football. Well, no, on the other side of the field, I guess I should say. Amari Cooper has been dreadful on the road, so I think I avoid him this week, and I certainly am not starting Kareem Hunt. I don't mind Cooper, especially in a dome this week. Um, I, I do think that if Buffalo can put points on the board, they're going to need to throw. And Cooper's been a, a little boomer bust, but he has been his entire career. And we know that the upside is there. And again, uh, much like the position to walk, So Devin Singletary had two touchdowns against Minnesota. Could see another double touchdown day against the Browns. Uh, we'll see, especially uh, you know if Allen is limited in practice, but he still might not be 100% with that elbow injury. And certainly possible that the Bills could be playing from ahead for the second half uh, against this league-worst uh, Cleveland run defense through 10 weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll monitor Isaiah McKenzie, uh, his status, but again, season high, 69% of the snaps against the Vikings last week. So he's trending in the right direction, even if the production wasn't necessarily there. But that was a pretty crazy game, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. These guys are just too uh, too explosive to get out of the lineup. I, I know Gabe Davis is scary, but I, I'm keeping him. Yeah, I mean, outside of the top 15 or so wide receivers, uh, you know, the floor is always pretty low, right? At least yep. we know that the ceiling's high with Davis. So um, yep. not 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 the greatest matchup for him because the Browns are better against the pass than the run, but still uh, not a matchup you're scared of at the very least. No, not at all. I guess one wrinkle to keep an eye on is do we start to see Naeem Hines get worked in a little bit this week? Uh, James Cook had five rushes last week. No targets, of course. Um, but uh, could that eat away at Devin Singletary a little bit? I think that's just more the Cook and Hines yep. split with that passing down work. I think sure. Singletary is still you know, the clear best bet of the Bills running backs. Yeah, I agree. I am going to take Buffalo. I think this is a uh, get right game for them. Yeah, go Buffalo. All right, let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, A lot of issues. It sounds like luckily A.J. Brown uh, with the ankle injury should be fine. Um, Unfortunately, Dallas Goddard's on IR, so he'll be out for quite some time. But really, this should just concentrate the target share a little bit more uh, for Devontae Smith, so certainly bump him up. And maybe we see a bit more of the run game because it is easier to run on the Colts than to pass against them. I don't mind Sanders as a flexer either. 
Uh, Sanders, I think, is more of a back-end running back, too, this week. And I, I think this is one of those weeks where we could see um, Scott or Gainwell get some flex value as well because of what's going on with their pass game in Philadelphia. But, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to trust. The four teams on by this week, which, of course, we talk about at the end of the show, but just to review it, Miami, Seattle, Tampa, Jacksonville, um, those come into play when not as much when you're talking about the running backs as much as uh, wide receivers. So you probably don't have to go digging deep into the vault of Philly running backs this week. Well, I mean, I don't know. ETN, you're missing Fournette and White, uh, Kenneth Walker, Jeff Wilson, and Mostert. Yeah, I think you might be digging into uh into some murky running back territory, depending on who's on your roster. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I did not get no, that. I <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the Colts side. And uh, surprise, surprise, uh, Matt Ryan is back. We'll see, uh, yeah, we'll see how, how he does in this offense now that he seemingly has the interim head coach's trust. Um, surprise start certainly bumps Harris Campbell back into that flex range. We know that this passing game was pretty dead with Sam Ellinger at the helm. Um, Pittman, again, uh, a tough matchup against the Eagles, but uh, I think you can start Pittman here as a wide receiver three with some upset. Pittman is definitely better with Matt Ryan back there than Sam Ellinger. Uh, no questions asked. Paris Campbell keeps uh, keeps getting targets and looks, so yeah, uh, you're not wrong there. And very, very good to see Jonathan Taylor running uh, running well on the field, but the X factor, the most important part is Jeff Saturday's here at the helm. So we know Indy's going to do real well. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, certainly their strength is the Eagles weakness, right? The, the, yep. They want to run, run and run some more. And the Eagles, as good as their defense has been, um, you know, they lost Jordan Davis. So they just signed Duncan Sue to try and replace him a little bit. But uh, I don't know that he's going to be of that much help without, you know, any practice time really um yeah this one's tough i do think that the eagles get back on track but at the same time it would not shock me if the colts you know won an ugly game but all that being said their revival was against the raiders last week and the eagles are still a, a very good team who lost four turnovers they lost all three of the fumbles that they uh, that were forced against them which is just awful luck and i'm still going to take uh, philly on the road there are storms this Saturday. And do you know what storms bring? Lightning. But lightning will not strike twice for Jeff Saturday this <laughs> Sunday. Give me the Eagles. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Uh, it sounds like Corey Davis is still very iffy uh, with his injury. I think Garrett Wilson should continue to see a lot of target volume. Keeps him in that wide receiver three flex range. And we'll see Tyler Conklin could be a usable tight end, dare I say, close to top 12 with all these tight end injuries, uh, just because of how much Zach Wilson seems to prefer throwing to him than Elijah Moore. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong there. And then Bill Belichick is not going to go out of his way to eliminate Tyler Conklin of all the players on the Jets. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, give him to me. Yeah, and uh, on the Patriots side, I think it's Stevenson and Myers, although maybe they fixed something on the offense over their bye week. But uh, all that being said, uh, those are the only two players I'm trusting in fantasy still. You know it. All right, give me the Patriots at home. Yeah, give me the Pats. 
Let's move on then to the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints. Oh, we have to talk about this. Uh, man, pour one out for Cooper Cup. Uh, just mm. was on pace for yet another phenomenal season back-to-back. But with that high ankle sprain, uh, had surgery. He's going to be out four weeks, likely longer. He could return in the fantasy playoffs. It sounds like uh, there's a chance. But at the same time, the Rams may not make the NFL playoffs. So if right. they're not in contention at that point, you know, there's no reason for them to risk one of their star players' health. Look, obviously, if you have the IR spot or if you've locked in like a playoff buy, you're holding on to Cooper Cup. But overall, do you get the sense that he's going to be a factor in the fantasy playoffs? No. Not, not, I don't. Okay. So if you, if you have like a short five man bench and you're still fighting to make the fantasy playoffs, you're okay with dropping. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I think again, it's very situationally dependent, but certainly it seems to be a long shot that he's going to make it back for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, we'll see what that means for the rest of this offense that was already struggling a lot. Um, maybe Allen Robinson gets more volume, but the offense as a whole is going to be a lot less efficient. And they were already not very efficient uh, to begin with, right? Even with Cup. Yeah, so, Higby and Robinson are going to have to keep having, you know, six plus targets each each week. So I, I'm pretty, I guess, comfortable starting them. Robinson, not certainly not as anything better than a wide receiver three or flex. But um, I, I think I think the uh, the targets are certainly going to stay there. Skoranek is is going to fill in in that slot and get some targets, but he's he's not a player like Cup that's going to be you know vacuuming the the offense. Yeah, I, I will say though, I think in deeper leagues, uh, Skoranek should be rostered because oh, Stafford yeah. does seem to like going to the slot, especially yep. under duress. Um, so he could get just some garbage time PPR volume. And even if he's not as efficient as Cup, because we're certainly not expecting him to be, he could see seven, eight targets a game. He saw seven this past week, and he was seeing uh, work in the weeks prior. So, yeah, no, t- certainly not a bad play. I hope I didn't give that impression. Yeah, and then at the time, at this time, we're still not sure who's going to be starting, but it does sound like they expect Stafford to potentially yeah. be back here. Um, Henderson, he's a flex play, but uh, I I don't know. You, I think really Kyron might. Great. Yeah. You don't no. feel great about any of these Rams players. Not at all. Nope. Um, certainly don't feel great about any of the Saints players either, outside of perhaps Camara and Alambe. Um, I think Jarvis Landry could see some added targets uh, if we see added attention on Alave from Jalen Ramsey. So if you're desperate, I think Landry's in that wide receiver four range this week. He already got a lot of snaps even in his first game back last week against the Steelers. And that should only continue to ramp up as he hopefully gets healthier here. Yeah. I'm saying Olave rank as a wide receiver one this week against, against uh, the Rams. I'm worried about that. I, I'm fading him, even though I, you know, you know, I love Chris Olave, but I'm just not really seeing it. I do think he is far and away the best player in the Rams or well, other than Alvin, which I, I guess I don't know how to compare apples and cantaloupes, but um, he, he's far and away the best wide receiver or pass catcher on, on the saints. And it's not really close. So I don't see why they would not slot Ramsey on that type of uh, route runner. Yeah, we'll see. Um, certainly, I think he's still a fine start. Wide receiver one's probably generous, but I think he wide receiver two range. Uh, especially yeah, I'm fine with, with that. Um, 
you know, a, a lot of questionable wide receivers this week, right? Who may or may not be returning from injury. Um, yep. We'll get to all those guys uh, in just a little bit in the games coming up. But this is a tough one, so I'm going to take the coward's way out and let you go first, folks. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> ah, this game stinks. I don't expect it to be fun, and I think the Saints will probably win. Yeah, I mean... You know my rule. I, I lean the home team, and yeah. whether it's Stafford uh, or Wolford, this Rams team has just had major issues even when Cup was healthy. So uh, yeah. maybe they rally somehow, but uh, it's hard to bet on the Rams on the road here. Hey, all the Panthers needed to do was uh, lose Christian McCaffrey to win a couple, right? Yeah, right. The next game up here, the Detroit Lions at the New York Giants. Uh, we'll see uh, if DeAndre Swift continues to get worked back into the offense. Played 31% of the snaps against the Bear last, Bears last week after only 16% of the snaps in week nine against the Dolphins here. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, of course, has been phenomenal ever since TJ Hawkinson was traded away to Minnesota, much like we saw him in the second half of the season last year. And he's potentially a trade target, depending on how your league mates view him right now. Yeah, uh, I'm still pretty worried about DeAndre Swift personally. So I don't know if I'm slotting him into my lineups this week, um, personally. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's it's really the Jamal Williams show for now, if he's healthy. I know he's had that illness this week. Yeah, and, you know, in terms of Amon Ross St. Brown, would you have him as a top 10, top 12 wide receiver rest of season? Oh, I guess I haven't given him too much thought. I think so. It's like right at that cusp. So yeah, I, I'd say wide receiver one rest season. Yeah, I think people are, are still a little hesitant on him after a couple yeah. down games, you know, coming back from the bye. Um, but it, you know, if you have any opportunity to make a trade for him as you know, even a back end wide receiver one, wide, high end wide receiver two value, I think that's still a very solid acquisition for the last yeah. few games. Yeah, we're, we're not going to see Jameson Williams before the fantasy season's over, I don't think. Or if he does, I mean, it, it's still going to be I'm Ross St. Brown in the slot. Oh, yeah. No golf has built chemistry with him. Yeah. And At that point anything, in a rookie season, yeah, no, it won't It won't be anything relevant. Well, I was going to say, if anything, I think the target share will still be there. Maybe even the coverage is a little bit lighter, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Going to the right now. Great point. All right, on the Giants side here, uh, Wondell Robinson seems to be questionable with a hamstring uh, injury suffered in practice. So this could be a big Darius Slayton game uh, against the Lions secondary that's just god-awful. Um, I, I think Barkley and Slayton could both be very solid options this week, as well as Daniel Jones. And to think, they've tried their darndest to replace Darius Slayton pretty much every way imaginable over the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if there's one thing he's got, it's that speed still, right? He can yep. definitely make those big plays. He's a good downfield uh, catch guy. And all things said, I'm going to take the Giants at home. Yep, give me the Giants. All right, moving on to the Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens. P.J. Walker is out with a high ankle sprain. And uh, here we go, round and round on that quarterback carousel. Back to Baker Mayfield here starting with Sam Darnold as the backup uh, with a non-zero chance that we might see some Sam Darnold before the end of this game. 
I mean, what do you do? I guess you play DJ more and you just hold your, hold your breath, hold your nose. Yeah. I mean, it depends on your options, right? Uh, DJ yeah. Moore is probably in that what wide receiver 30 range. I, I don't love more yeah. even against yeah. the Baltimore secondary. That's been burned quite a bit. I mean, I would, I would probably play guys like Paris Campbell over DJ Moore. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's um, yeah. I would play Darius Slayton who we just talked about over DJ. Moore. Yeah. True. So yeah, it depends on your options. Uh, you know, you guys can tweet at us if you specific but we'll get there um what's yeah. that shoulder sprain so he's still questionable for this week but at, at the very least uh he seems to be trending in the right direction here uh even though he wasn't at practice on wednesday uh he did get a limited tag so we'll see uh if not isaiah likely could be worth another spot start here excuse me yeah, don't be shocked if Andrews doesn't uh, doesn't do a ton this game, even if he suits up. They should not need him uh, in order to uh, beat Carolina, although I guess crazy things happen in the NFL. Well, and the good news is it does sound like Gus Edwards is going to be back and expecting yeah. Baltimore to win this game. He's actually a solid flex option. Oh, yeah. punch in a touchdown against, again, a Panthers defense that's really struggled this year. Yep, can't play, it, can't play him at tight end, though. Well, yeah, unfortunately not the Taysom Hill type designation uh, for him. But no, sir. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna bet on Baltimore rested off their bye. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the biggest spread of the week here. Although right. we've seen many weeks where uh, where the upset has happened, but no, not not here. No, I, I think I would think the Colts have a better shot at an upset this week than the Panthers do. Oh yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Washington Commanders at the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, just kudos to Taylor Heineke and the Commanders for playing well the last few weeks. And all things considered, I, I think we're going to see Darren McLaurin continue to just soak up those targets from Heineke right now. And then I do think that both Gibson and Robinson are solid flex plays here in a game where we know Ron Rivera wants to run the ball a lot against the very worst run defense in the league. He took it right out of my mouth. I was going to say, and kudos to the two running backs. Throw them in. <laughs> yeah. On the other side, uh, Davis Mills, perhaps worth a stream. Again, Chase Young is back, and that makes him a lot iffier. But all that being said, the commander's defense has not been good this year. I, I mean, they got extremely lucky forcing and recovering all three fumbles on Monday night. Um, against yeah. Eagles, again, credit where credit's due. They played a good game, and they deserve yep. that win, but a lot of variance. Uh, as we know that that weird-shaped ball bounces very strangely, and to recover <laughs> all three fumbles is definitely a little lucky here. Um, so the secondary is still beatable. I think Cooks is worth a flex, and if you're desperate, Collins and Moore have both been getting involved in this passing game, and they could get, at the very least, target volume and potentially touchdowns. Yeah, with the way that Washington, specifically McLaurin, is uh, moving the ball down the field, I do expect Houston to have, it, have to keep throwing, having to keep uh, producing. producing. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you there. I'm going to take Washington this week, though. 
Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a close one. I don't think Washington's all of a sudden a powerhouse just because no. they beat Philly. Um, but yeah, I, I will lean Washington here. There you go. All right. That brings us to the mid-afternoon slate of games, starting with the Raiders at the Broncos. Oh, what is there to say about this game? Just two very, very bad teams right now um, who are going to be forced to play each other. Yeah, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to play in it. I don't want to play players in it. I guess Josh Jacobs is fine and Devontae Adams probably, but like, it's it's gross. Yeah, it's it's tough, right? Because honestly, I think Foster Moreau is worth you know a tight end two look, depending mm-hmm. on your options here. Um, we know the Broncos' defense is the best in the league, basically, right now. Right. So if they do end up covering Adams well, uh, we could see Moreau continue to get more target share here. On the other side, uh, Jerry Judy with an ankle injury, but luckily it sounded it sounds like he avoided a serious injury. Um, still questionable, though, very much day-to-day. I think Sutton's a high-end wide receiver, too, this week with a lead upside. I know that he has not been performing very well uh, in recent weeks. But, again, this is a bottom 10 secondary, uh, perhaps even bottom yeah. five. And if Judy's out again, we saw that you know Sutton was just demanding target volume to start the season. And we could shift back to that uh, if Judy misses this game. He's an alpha wide receiver. It's what we should be seeing to Jerry Judy's uh, chain moving possession receiver type. Sorry, y'all. That's that's just how I see him. Um, so yeah, this could be a big blow up week for Cortland Sutton. Hoping it is. Yeah, and I think on the ground too. Uh, much like we talked about Gibson and Robinson both being viable, we know the Raiders' run defense also struggles, and Melvin Gordon's being used quite a bit as a, a receiver, even with the Broncos continuing to use a committee backfield here. So I think his receiving usage keeps Gordon as a PPR flex play. And if you're desperate, you know, Latavius Murray's still getting some red zone work. So he would be a touchdown dependent flex as well. The Raiders may just be bad enough to keep all these guys relevant this week. Yeah. And again, I'm going to go with the better defense, even though their offense has been terrible. At least the Broncos defense has been stepping up and they are at home. And I was going to say they're the home team too. Give me the Broncos. All right, let's move on then to Dallas at Minnesota. This one should be a fun game, a potential mm-hmm. high-scoring one. Ezekiel Elliott w- with that knee sprain, uh, he is probable. Uh, got some work in last week, but just wasn't ready to go. Uh, he should be back this week, barring a setback, it sounds like. And I think he's fine. Uh, I think Pollard's still worth a flex play, even if Zeke is back. And you certainly love C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and Dak Prescott in this matchup. C.D. just had, uh, I think, his top-producing game of his career, right? Yeah, I mean, that was a not a good game for the Cowboys, but certainly a great game for Lamb. Yeah, we want to see a little more of that. Uh, that's that's what we want out of this Cowboys team is let let, let the points flow, y'all. Uh, Dalton Schultz stepped back into uh, stepped back into work. I, I think he's a tight end one type going forward for this season. Oh yeah, I mean clear tight end one. Just yeah. if anything, because of the lack of better options, right? Sure. I think even yeah. top five right now. Yep. Because right now, what it's Kelsey, Andrews, when healthy, yeah, and then. And it might be Schultz. Maybe Kittle, but yeah, Schultz Schultz is right there. I mean, Kittle's been super 
super unreliable. Uh, he's been very inconsistent because Garoppolo is inconsistent. Yeah. Um, well, maybe maybe Hawk. Maybe in this uh, in the Minnesota on the other side of this ball, Hawkinson with uh, with Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, I think he's in that but it's second close. tier right. with Kittle, Hawkinson, and Schultz behind. And I don't Kelsey know if anybody Andrews. sees him that way. Go buy him. Go get him. Yeah, I, I mean, Fryermuth in there, and Joku once he's back healthy, and then that's that's the list of reliable guys right now at tight end, right? That's all. That's all. All right, we got sidetracked a little bit there. Uh, let, let's talk about the Minnesota side just a little bit here. Obviously, Justin yeah. Jefferson, uh, another star wide receiver yeah. on the other side of this game. Uh, clearly, you're starting him. Hawkinson, yeah. who we just talked about, you're starting him as well. And uh, yeah. I think Thielen, if you're if you're in a pinch, I think he's a fine boomer bust wide receiver four. But he, he's just been fairly unproductive. I think age is just slowly catching up to him. Age and TJ Hawkinson, right? Yeah, but I mean, I was gonna say all that being said, he's been fairly steady. Yeah, um, you know, in PPR, uh, seven targets in each of the last three games. Uh, again, the touchdowns have not been there, but still a solid back end flex who should have a decent floor in this one. Totally. Yep. Totally. Um, give me the Vikings at home uh, to to stop Dallas on their tracks right now. Man, this one's so tough. I know. Um, You know what? No risk it, no biscuit, right? As Bruce Arians says, I do think the Dallas defense is better on paper, and I think that the Vikings defense uh, still has a lot of issues, even though they beat up on a a Josh Allen who was not 100% last week. And I know all the hype is is, uh, going the Vikings' way after they knocked off the Bills and the, the Cowboys just dropped what everyone thought would be an easy one against the Packers, but give me Dallas here. You're you're taking the probably smart money pick, uh, despite beating Buffalo. Currently, as it currently stands, at least Minnesota are dogs at home to Dallas. So there you go. All right, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals then at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Jamar Chase with that hip fracture uh, could be back soon, but probably not this week. Uh, but it does sound like DJ Reader could be back this week, which would be a big boost for their defense at the very mm-hmm. least. But I think Higgins and Boyd are both fine here. And obviously yep. uh, you're starting Mixon and, uh, yep. excuse me, uh, Joe Burrow. Burrow. Yeah. Well. Yep. Yep. Uh, you just about covered it. Um, I don't think this is the week to take a big swing on Hayden Hurst. Uh, they're not playing Baltimore. Yeah. And on the other side, I think it's fairly clear cut here. Uh, Friar Muth, again, a top 10 tight end option with the target yep. volume that he's seeing, especially uh, with more snaps from the slot after Chase Claypool got traded away. And even though Deontay Johnson hasn't been great, uh, you know, the targets have been there. He and Pickens, I think, are both still in that solid wide receiver three range. And I actually do like uh, the Steelers' defense, even with Joe Burrow coming back off the bye. I, you know, TJ Watt is a huge, huge factor. I understand that. Uh, this is a better team than the Saints team that they faced, but it's a divisional game that's usually pretty sloppy. And the Steelers' defense is widely available in the majority of leagues. It's a great strategy to, to uh, chase probable sacks, potential turnovers. They're worth a lot more than that. The uh, the more more easily tracked points allowed stat. Yeah, and. You know, the Steelers actually beat the Bengals in week one, and it yeah. would not shock me to see them steal one here, but that uh, being said, I'm going to take the Bengals. 
yeah, I'm going to give me the Bengals. All right, moving on to Sunday night football. Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers, the highest scoring slate uh, game on the slate this week uh, by projected points. We'll see if Juju Smith-Schuster is able Ugh. to pass through the concussion protocol. Oh, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, it seems unlikely at this point, which would elevate, you know, Kadarius Tony into, I would yeah. think, a back-end wide receiver, too, with, <laughs> with a decent floor and a pretty high ceiling. I like I loved that little tightrope uh, jump into the end zone he had there. Um, yeah, e- even I think I don't see any way that uh, Juju suits up, even if we didn't have the whole two of fiasco this season. That was just too massive of a shot. And I know concussions. It's not about the size of the hit or how big of a hit it looked like, but but he he, he was down. Yeah, I, there's definitely PR uh, issues at play in the NFL. Um, Big time. And uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, he, more importantly, I was going to say, it sounds like he still did not practice on Thursday at all. Um, okay. And that's the bigger red flag than whatever it looked like on, you know, right. on the camera. So yeah. all that being said, uh, you know, Tony's a solid, solid start, especially with uh, Nicole Hardman placed on IR. Yeah. Yeah, that elevates Marcus Valdez Scanling into that wide receiver four range, right? We know the upside is there. They're going to run out of players. Yeah, and I do think that this could be a solid game for Isaiah Pacheco, who played a season high fifty-seven percent of the snaps last week against the Jaguars. Didn't find the end zone, but that potential is pretty high against this Chargers defense that's really struggling. I'd like to see with uh, all the shaking and baking in the wide receivers and by shaking and baking, I mean, unfortunate injuries. I'd like to see Sky Moore take a step forward, but this season might just be uh, a lost one for him. Yeah. And you know, I think depending again on your current roster setup and your current record heading into week 11, McKinnon and even Clyde edwards Yes, I know he got completely mm. phased out should be rostered for the upside, right? Because all it takes is one injury. And then these two running backs, whoever they might be, will step up uh, on a Mahomes led offense and have at least flex potential uh, with the, with the, how efficient they are in getting to the red zone. That's why we all drafted Clyde Edwards, Hilaire top two that uh, in that rookie draft, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I think that was clearly uh, <laughs> the wrong process at this point. So I'll take the all on that too. Cause I was definitely a fan uh, because we all thought that, hey, hey who was pass catching back in college, right. going to an offense where he might catch a lot of passes, and that just did not work out at no. all. Uh, it's so interesting that they prefer Edwards Alaire uh, as a runner, not as a receiver out of the backfield. I don't know if they prefer him really as anything. I, it sounded like they tried to replace him with you know Benjamin this past week. Well, all we know is uh, they like him better than Donald Jones, who hasn't yeah. snipped. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. On the Chargers side here, a lot to monitor. It sounds like both mm-hmm. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have been getting some work in in practice. Does that sound right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully we start to see them getting closer and closer to a game time decision, but I don't think they're even day to day at this point. I, and if they are in this game, I do expect still quite a heavy dose of Carter and Palmer. So we at worst, I guess, or at best, if they're if they are getting close, we sort of just have a muddy sort of difficult situation, uh, especially with that that pass rush for the Chiefs picking up speed. 
Yeah, it'll be a tough call because hopefully we'll get some sort of news from Schefter or Rappaport or somebody by Sunday morning. So you'll have a better idea of sit-start decisions uh, between Chargers wide receivers and guys like maybe Darius Slate, who I might still prefer for them against Detroit. You know, my entire philosophy this year answering sit-start questions has been to break ties in favor of players going up against the Lions defense. Yeah, that's a, that's a great tiebreaker. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys have more specific questions on Keenan or Mike Williams, so uh, you can, you can hit us up on Twitter uh, yep. on Saturday or Sunday morning. Uh, we just simply do not have that information just yeah. yet. Certainly you're starting off Neckler. Uh, it sounds like Gerald Everett is expected to be fine. Uh, he's listed as questionable right now uh, but he did get some limited work in practice and and it sounds like he's expected to play so keep monitoring that but whether the wide receivers are in or not i think Everett will be fine here and uh man justin herbert it's tough because if the wide receivers are out again he hasn't been good right and it's not necessarily on him but it just hasn't been good for fantasy maybe Maybe just maybe it is a little on him because look at what Pat Mahomes is doing with his uh, bargain barrel bunch of wide receivers. Put him in, uh, put him in LA with Carter and, uh, and Palmer, and we'd still have Pat Mahomes leading the league uh, the way he does. So well, I mean, I can't back him. <laughs> I mean, we're all pretty high on Herbert as a talent, but Mahomes right. is in his yeah. own team. Right? Yes, yes, true. Yeah, I mean that's exactly why there's a difference between. You know, players like Tua, who are doing very well, given a smart coach and talented playmakers around him, yep. and quarterbacks like Mahomes, who just elevate the entire offense. Oh, just amazing. Although, I, you know, it'd be remiss not to mention that the Chiefs do have a very good offensive line, and that certainly helps as well. Yeah. Well, after that Super Bowl, they knew they needed to fix that. Right. Yeah. After investing half a billion dollars into a quarterback, you, you kind of yeah. want to protect your investment. Maybe. Yeah, all things considered, I think this one's closer than a lot of people think. Uh, you know, the Chargers just seem to play these close, tight games, especially against the Chiefs when they've matched up. But it's just hard to bet against uh, Mahomes-led team against the Chargers team that still might be down uh, both of their top two wide receivers. Yeah, divisional games are tough, but I'm taking the Chiefs on the road. All right. Let's move on then to Monday Night Football in Mexico, in Mexico, should I say. Hmm. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I don't I don't know what there is to say, except I, I like Debo, I like Ayuk, I like McCaffrey, I like Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Kittle, and uh, Garoppolo is okay too. So yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is, spoiler alert, I'm going to take the Niners in this game. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you there. Um, and then uh, just to, just to touch on it. Looking forward to rest of the season. If you did run into any quarterback issues, the uh, upcoming matchups for Garoppolo at quarterback: uh, Week 15, Seattle; Week 16, Washington; Week 17, the uh, the Raiders. So that's not a bad lineup for Jimmy Garoppolo if you uh, if you don't have anything solid locked in at quarterback. Yeah, and on the other side, uh, if you have Kyler Murray, it'll be a tough decision for you this week with them playing on Monday night. Uh, it, mm-hmm. The hamstring injury, he's questionable. And then Colt McCoy's questionable with his knee injury. So it's really hard to read this game. And then on top of all that, DeAndre Hopkins is questionable uh, with a hamstring injury in practice on Thursday. 
Marquise Brown is questionable, could be activated off IR, but we just don't know. And then Zach Ertz with a knee injury, he's out for the year, and uh, everything is just not going well for the Cardinals right now. No, uh, a team on the decline, I am certainly not picking them. And, uh, you know, all that on top of all the issues with injuries, uh, they decided that, hey, we have enough skill position players. We don't need, you know, Benjamin. Adios. Released him. So really, it should be a heavy dose of James Conner, who is going up against a good defense, but he could see a lot of target volume if they fall behind in this game. Maybe he doesn't have a visa. You think about that? Maybe it was just something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so they cut him rather than get him. A... Oh man, that should be hilarious. If, uh... But no, what, um, sounds like who... a Cliff Kingsbury move. Um, who was it that they had a visa issue? They forgot that they needed to get him a visa for like a Munich or a London game. Uh, yeah, this is, um, this just happened like what, a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, oh goodness. Was it a Bucks player? I'm blanking on it. Was but... it, um, was it the, mm, yeah, no, I'm sorry. But yeah. So who knows? Maybe that's the, uh, that's the issue yeah. with, you know, Benjamin, but yep. uh, there you go. yeah, just, a, a lot to uh, a lot up in the air. So like with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, if you guys have questions on the Cardinals, you'll have to tweet us uh, this weekend because yep. we simply are just have no idea who's actually playing and who's not just right. yet. Um, before we move on to the buys, Los, sure. because the trade deadline is coming up, let's Rapidly. just talk through a couple, one or two players at each position. Um, okay. And just whether they're buys or sells for you, um, and just a quick blurb as to why. Let's, sure. let's go with that. So at the quarterback position, um, Geno Smith, I, I wanted to touch on because mm. he's been playing very well, and a lot of people still don't necessarily believe in him. And he does have a tough playoff schedule, right? right. He gets the Niners, although they're at home. Then he goes to Kansas City week 16. And then the championship week, he plays at home against the Jets, who've been very good on defense. Yeah, you touched on it. That's the key. That's that's why he's a sell for me. So looking at the playoff schedule, you would think that. I think I'm still leaning by because mm-hmm. we talk, I talked about some stats with him last week. Yeah, um, and he's playing amazing. He's playing well, and quarterbacks just are not very deep right now. So despite the tough playoff schedule, I, I think I would still be willing to buy Geno Smith depending on the price. I would rather play Jimmy Garoppolo, no questions asked. Geno Smith has to turn back into a pumpkin at some point. Sorry. Jimmy Garoppolo rest of season over Geno Smith? No, no, playoff schedule, playoff schedule. Oh, gotcha. Oh yeah, that's tough. I, I mean, I can't fault you because that is a rough schedule, but I, I think he's just been playing well enough that depending on your options, I would, I mean, at the very least, I would still go with Geno Smith over Jimmy Garoppolo for the playoffs. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Is there another quarterback that's worth talking about here? What about Daniel Jones? What he gets Washington week 15. <laughs> he gets Minnesota week 16. And then the yeah. Colts are a tough match of week 17, but Jones has been running a lot. I mean, that's really what's been yeah. keeping his fantasy production alive. And, 
you know, certainly like him uh, going up against Detroit this week. And then he gets Washington again in week 13. So I think Jones is a buy for me. Just don't pay too, too much. All right, Lowe. So let's talk about a couple of running backs real quick. I know we touched on David Montgomery earlier in the show, but let's talk a little bit about Leonard Fournette, who's been losing some work to the, to the rookie Rashad White. Uh, and I know he had the injury in the last game, but it sounds like it's not too serious. But overall, do you see this as more of a split going forward like it has been in the last few games? Yeah, unfortunately, I do. Uh, mostly because uh, that, that report that came out so quick, uh, saying that they were going to be giving Rashad White a bit more of a transition into the offense. So uh, Leonard Fournette has that trust factor with Tom Brady. So that is going to be there. The pass volume should be there if Lenny can stay healthy whatsoever. But um, certainly not going to be you know locked in running back one type weeks. Okay. And then uh, well, what about another split backfield here? Uh, Jeff Wilson or Raheem Mostert? Most, uh, Wilson seems to have taken over uh, almost immediately and yeah. uh, close to lead role. Um, what, how do you project this backfield going forward? Are you buying Wilson? Do you, do you trust in that workload already? I do. I think uh, I see no reason to think that things won't stay pretty much exactly as they are. Okay. And certainly uh, Miami does have a little bit tougher schedule yeah. uh, for, you know, rest of season, but at the same time, uh, that's been such an efficient offense that it doesn't worry me too much. Um, let's talk a little bit then about some wide receivers real quick. Uh, again, we talked about Amon Ross St. Brown as a potential buy target. If your league mates uh, don't fully haven't fully bought back into him. Um, what about, I, I know I want to talk to you about this Los. What about Brandon? You can Debo Samuel. Yeah. So, you know, I started the season hit with, uh, with Devo up in my uh, top six, top five. Um, he's certainly not in that spot right now. And I don't think you'd be able to trade him or sell him for anything near that. Of course. Um, I, I think I, you can, he are closer than I want them to be. Devo probably rest of the season is like a middling wide receiver two, Whereas Ayuk is a wide receiver three with upside into that, high two range. Um, so I guess what, uh, what's your specific question? Yeah. I mean, are you, do you think things are going to get better here? Are you buying Debo Samuel then? Or yeah. You, is it mostly oh, yeah. a hold? Yeah. I, I guess if it's yeah, between buying and selling, I am buying because of that aforementioned playoff, uh, roster, uh, playoff, um, schedule i guess that's the best case scenario is that uh, you know somebody drafted him early been real disappointed by him probably uh not doing too hot in their standings go get him on the on the cheaper side and uh press him into your playoffs playoff lineup yeah. by low against uh the commanders and the raiders certainly yeah. are not defenses the, that scare you away right certainly not and then one that I wanted to discuss with you too is the Arizona situation. I know we've talked about how we're not sure who's playing uh, yet on Monday night, but rest of season, um, let's just do a quick, would you rather, would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Marquise Brown in redraft? In redraft, I'd rather have Hopkins. Okay. I, I think yeah. I still lean Brown slightly, but I would be buying both of them. Uh, whether sure. people are concerned about them splitting targets or whether they're concerned about the injuries, I do think that the Cardinals are going to need to throw quite a bit, and Kyler Murray is going to target those two guys quite a lot, especially with Zach Ertz now out for the season. 
Yeah, I definitely like both a little later as we go into the season, but you can't um, you, you can't knock availability for these next couple of weeks in terms of how you're evaluating players. Okay, and then finally, let's move on to the tight end position. Uh, I talked a little bit about Cole Komet as a sell high personally. Um, how do you feel about David Njoku? It seems like he could be back this week against the Bills. Are you buying him with the expectation that he's going to get it going once healthy, especially with Watson coming back? Yeah, I am. Okay. And then let's do a tough one. I know I already asked you about Debo and Ayuk, but what about George Kittle? He had a stretch of solid games uh, prior to the bye, a really quiet game against the Chargers where it seems like if the Niners can just run the ball down an opponent's throats, they're going to do that. And while we do like Debo and IU can potentially Kittle as well against these, you know, fairly bad defenses in the championship and semifinal weeks of the fantasy playoffs, there's also just a small but very dangerous possibility that it could be a lot of McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell for those right. two weeks too. Right. So, so he's a sell, but the problem with that is that who do, is, is with the tight end position, who do you sell him for exactly? Yeah. yeah. Schultz. <laughs> Plugs in well to that position, but, but I guess Dalton Schultz and David and Joku, but, uh, I mean, I just don't see anyone really paying for Kittle is the problem. Right. So yeah. he's almost just a hold. Um, right. But I wouldn't necessarily go on. And he's definitely not a buy for me. And no. that's from someone who's pretty high on Kittle yeah. heading into the season. Right. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, one quick mailbag question, uh, before we get into the bye weeks real quick. Uh, at FF Fantasy Polls on Twitter asks for this week in a full PPR league, would you start Antonio Gibson at Houston, David Montgomery at Atlanta, or Elijah Mitchell at Arizona? Hmm. Who was the third one? Uh, Eli Mitchell at Arizona, or really? I think it's Montgomery. Yeah, I agree. I think Montgomery, it's, it's pretty clear for me that it's Montgomery because as we said when we talked about that matchup, I think he could be back to a near workhorse role uh, yeah. against the bottom five run defense. Yeah, all, um, all three are good plays though. But uh, yeah, it's definitely Montgomery. I mean, I would rank them Montgomery, then Gibson, then Mitchell. Yeah, that's that's how I would do it too. Yep. All right. You want to take us through the teams on by? Sure can. Four teams on the by. First uh, would be Miami. So do not uh, keep in your lineup to a tongue of Iloa, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki. And of course, Wilson Mostert should be held through the by in this efficient Miami offense. Uh, both players that you want to hang on to. Seattle, Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Noah Fant, of course. And then in Tampa, Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, and Cade Otten, and or Cameron Brait at tight end. Uh, Fournette, now with that hip contusion, shouldn't be out for more than a couple of weeks. But Rashad White is already getting a little more work. Should be 100% rostered, even through Tampa by Tampa Bay's bye right now. And Jacksonville, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, Say Jones, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram. Christian Kirk just continues to be a very, very quiet, solid uh, wide receiver. I think he's still sitting in wide receiver one rank. Yeah, he's quietly, I think, wide receiver six or seven yeah. on the year. Yeah. And uh, it seems like they're really 
they've really found their identity again, you know, having that offense go through Christian Kirk, which it should yep. have been, right? They signed yep. him and paid him a lot of money to be that guy for them. And uh, certainly rest of season, we expect them to be throwing a lot, given the state of their defense as well. Uh, I think yep. he's another buy if people... Oh, yeah. doesn't seem to have fully yeah, that's a great point. to, you know, he's basically Jalen Waddle-less, but he's, you can probably uh, get way more for Waddle in a trade than Kirk. Easily. Yeah. All right. So that is going to wrap up this show. Hopefully uh, answered a few questions about potential trade uh, targets or avoids. And then any more specific questions about this week's matchups, uh, or any trade questions with deadlines looming in a lot of leagues coming up, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And I'm at FFA underscore Los. That's L-O-S. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.